Michigan's President Santa Ono tells the Big Ten to pound sand regarding Jim Harbaugh. Plus, we had an amazing weekend of football. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Shima. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Well, it looks like Michigan's going to stand by their man. We will have all the latest going back to a very busy end of last week and let you know what happened throughout the weekend there regarding Spygate and Jim Harbaugh. We will actually recap some games. There were some actual games we want to talk about. Plus, we'll have our Big Ten Top Ten as well. Stay tuned for that. And be sure to subscribe down below if you don't mind and follow Locked On Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way, You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right. Well, it looks like Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti asked Michigan President Santa Ono to do his dirty work for him and self-impose a two-game suspension on football coach Jim Harbaugh regarding the Spygate story. More on that and how that came about in just one moment. But first... There have been long-standing rumors that Ohio State may have actually been the ones that turned in Michigan and busted them and caused this whole Spygate investigation to take place. Over the weekend, I was reading an article uh, from SI via The Spun, and they had quotes in The Wolverine that said Michigan is reportedly gathering evidence that may link Buckeyes head coach Ryan Day to the investigation of the sign-stealing allegations against Michigan. Michigan reportedly has documents that link one of the investigators to Timothy Day, Ryan Day's brother. Another suspect is allegedly linked to Christopher Day, another brother, and that was a classmate of Tim Day's back in the day in New Hampshire. And one of these investigators that were digging in on Michigan before the NCAA got involved, allegedly, uh, runs a private investigation firm in New Hampshire. Tie it all together. Other sources at Michigan allege that a spreadsheet that was given to the Washington Post that had all of Connor Stallion's budget and travel plans for his scouting operation, for which he allegedly paid other people to attend games and videotape the opposing team's signals, that apparently was allegedly obtained by someone who illegally gained access to Stallion's computer. Law enforcement is supposedly looking into that allegation as well. When Ryan Day was asked about all of this on Friday, the night before the Rutgers game, he said, uh, quote, no comments right now. Just a forward response. No comments right now, quote, unquote. If you do not join us for our live version of Lockdown Big Ten on Saturday night, we do live ones as well in addition to these Monday through Friday. Uh, let's catch you up on the rapidly changing events in this Michigan story and the timeline. Some of this you know, some of this you may not. So we'll go back to last Wednesday. Wednesday, the Big Ten coaches, as you know, they had their weekly uh, conference call. 
with Commissioner Tony Petiti, several league coaches were very emotional. They demanded that Petiti step up right now and punish Jim Harbaugh and Michigan for this Spygate situation. These coaches are certain that Michigan is guilty, and they did not want to wait until the NCAA investigation concludes in this matter because that would be well into 2024 by the time that's a wrap. The following day on Thursday, the conference athletic directors had a similar conference call with Petiti and uh, the same ask. They wanted him to step in and do something. Petiti said, he listened to him and he said, look, I got to talk to the presidents next. And that also included a conversation with Michigan president Santa Ono. Later that day, again, we're still on Thursday here. Ono emailed Petiti and said, don't rush to judgment. Michigan is owed due process here by the NCAA investigation. So don't be slapping any uh, suspensions on anybody right now. Let's let the investigation play out. Michigan has their side of the story to tell. Well, both sides did speak on Friday, Petiti and Ono, and at least one report stated that Petiti asked Ono to just, just do everyone a favor. Just go ahead and suspend, self-suspend your coach, Jim Harbaugh, for, for two games. It'll look good. President Ono reportedly told Petiti to, quote-unquote, get lost. So there's no evidence here. Stop it. We're not doing that. Meanwhile, Connor Stallions, the Michigan analyst and assistant at the center of the story on Friday, he resigned his position. He had been suspended, as you remember, with pay up to this point. That pay was $55,000 a year. Stallion said that he no longer wanted to be a distraction to the program that he loves. Stallion's lawyer issued a statement that said Jim Harbaugh and his staff did not knowingly or According to Stallions and his lawyer, they did not know of any situation where Jim Harbaugh and his staff directed anybody to break any NCAA rules. Further said in a statement that Harbaugh and the staff had no knowledge of Stallions' conduct throughout this whole spy situation and the scouting situation. Harbaugh, of course, has maintained he did nothing wrong nor knew of anything nefarious going on all along. Add to that story, of course, the Wall Street Journal's report last week that said Harbaugh's imminent huge contract extension was going to be rescinded. Well, Harbaugh said earlier in the week that that report was inaccurate. Another story came out in the past couple of days that said that contract extension is full steam ahead. Michigan administrators are going to still give Harbaugh the big fat contract extension. We may have a situation where we have Harbaugh suspended and getting a big fat uh, $10 million a year contract as well. And all at the same time, it's great. And be playing out these games at the end of the season. It's, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable what is going on right now. Now, the Wolverines were on a bye week this past week, as you know, while all of this was going on. And that outside noise must have been pretty loud to everybody, and I'm sure they were more than thrilled just to get back on the field and play a game, which they did Saturday night, national TV, NBC, taking on Purdue. They beat the Boilermakers pretty handily, 41-13. to Blake Corum scored three touchdowns in that game. J.J. McCarthy threw for a season-high 335 yards in that game. And also, Roman Wilson caught nine passes for 143 yards. Those are season highs for him in both categories. So right now, the Wolverines are now 9-0. and They are 6-0 and on the Big Ten, and they have a huge game facing Penn State on Saturday, which will be all over here on Lockdown Big Ten. So there you have it. It is a lot that has gone on since like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, through the weekend, in addition to the games, 
and we're going into the week with all this, just holding our breath going, what's next out of this story? What do you think is next? We'd love your comments. Hit us up on Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10. Also, don't forget to check out our website, TalkBig10number10.com. And your comments here on YouTube are always welcome as well. We did have some intriguing games this past weekend. A nice schedule of games throughout the Big Ten. Let's actually talk about some football other than what's going on off the field with the Michigan program. We will do that in one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, at first, I want to tell you about Athletic Brewing. And, you know, they've got uh, the Game Changer of the Week. The the Athletic Brewing Game Changer of the Week has got to be Illinois backup quarterback John Paddock. Came in. Uh, they had an injury to Luke Altmar at the end of the game. Came in, converted on a fourth and 11. Final drive, three of three, 85 yards, including a 46-yard touchdown versus Minnesota with 50 seconds to go. And Illinois ends up winning the game. That was our game changer of the week. Brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They may make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste fantastic. In fact, I can have some right here. Right here. Check that out. Put it on screen for those of you that may not be watching on video right now. Uh, their brews are great tasting and award winning, and they beat out full strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. They're fit for all times, so you could drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity even more enjoyable, like watching a game or, you know, doing some work in the yard, working out. No hangovers ever. You can find Athletic uh, in, in store, online, and at bars around the country. Um, and you can find it at a store near you. I found it at a store near me just uh, the other day, even though I had them previously mailed to me and sent to me, shipped to me. They're in the local stores everywhere now. Uh, First-time customers can use Locked On to get 15% off your first order. That's code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com near beer exclusions and conditions apply athletic brewing company fit for all times march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast every monday andy Patton and isaac shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball keep you up to date on the ncaa tournament bubble and get you ready for the upcoming week of games from the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So let's actually look at some football games. We're you Michigan beat Purdue, right? All right. So the Ohio State Buckeyes. Interesting game at Rutgers. We thought it would be an interesting game. And that Rutgers is no pushover. They're going to a bowl. They play really good defense. They have a nice running game. And in fact, Rutgers led Ohio State at the half nine to seven. And the Buckeyes, though, even though they had a depleted backfield defensively, uh, their corner Jordan Hancock grabbed a deflected pass for a 93-yard interception, returned it for a touchdown. That got the Buckeyes rolling at that point, and the Buckeyes win 35 to 16. At Rutgers, Marvin Harrison caught a couple of touchdown passes. Travion Henderson continues to be the glue that makes this team go. 128 yards on the ground and a touchdown. And for the second consecutive game, coming back from injury, 
He has earned over 200 yards from scrimmage. Meanwhile, the Scarlet Knights, they pounded the Buckeyes, um, usually stout defense. They have got 361 yards of offense against the Buckeyes here. Kalman Ungai, a, a guy that we have talked about numerous times on this podcast, ran for 159 yards, his third straight 100-yard-plus game in a row. But overall, the Buckeyes scoring defense has yet to give up more than 17 points this season. So overall, maybe maybe a little bit of bend, but don't break this week, and a strong second half. Buckeyes are a good second-half team. They end up winning that football game. The crazy game of the weekend had to be Illinois at Minnesota. The Fighting Illini were leading this game 21-20 in the fourth quarter. Minnesota forces a fumble. They think they're back in this thing. Ethan Kaliak Manis hits Daniel Jackson with just a perfect, just a perfect pass. Well, probably the best pass I've seen Kaliak Manis throw all season long, to be honest. A 31-yard touchdown strike. A little under six minutes to go on the fourth. They take the lead. They go for two. They don't get it. They're up by five, 26 to 21. Illinois in their next possession. Um, the Gophers, Tyler Newbin picks it off. That's look, no shame there. Tyler Newbin picks everybody off. That's just what he does with four minutes to go. So Minnesota thinks they're rolling. Illinois had one last possession and, uh, Luke Almeyer, he gets hurt. John Paddock, the backup, he comes in, converts a humongous fourth and 11, keeps the drive going three for three. 85 yards, including a 46-yard touchdown to Isaiah Williams with 50 seconds to go for a 27-26 Illini victory. Great job. Great job by uh, them offensively. And a heartbreaker for Minnesota because they're in the thick of this tie uh, and all these this log jam in the West. Uh, Isaiah Williams, by the way, huge day overall, not just that one catch. 13 catches, 131 yards, and two touchdowns. Elsewhere around the league. Penn State, they beat Maryland 51-15. to Drew Aller, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Dante Cephas caught two of them, by the way. Defense, pretty impressive. Had six sacks, uh, 12 tackles for loss. But let's put that aside. That wasn't even the most impressive stat that jumps out at you at this game defensively. Penn State held Maryland. Now, Maryland's a, a good team, all right, and a good offensive team. They held Maryland to negative 49 yards rushing in this game. Incredible. I mean, there were there were some uh, Talia um, losses in there, but none of the running backs did it. I don't think anybody had more than three or five yards or something like that. They, they just held everybody in check. Maryland started the season at 5-0. and oh. They're now 5-4. and four. They're a little disappointing. I mean, they've been knocking on the door of bowl eligibility for four straight weeks now and had a buy in there. So it's been over a month. And, you know, this is a team that had high expectations at the beginning of the year, and I think justifiably so. But, again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think the second half against the Ohio State Buckeyes broke this Terps football team. It did. They haven't been the same since. What do you think about that? Uh, Iowa played Northwestern at Wrigley Field. Did you see pictures of that? Or unless you saw it on Peacock, how they just shoehorned that football stadium in there? They actually got rid of the third-base dugout and filled it in with dirt, and I mean, because you needed every inch of the corner of the end zone. If I'm a receiver, I'm telling coach that day, hey, no fade passes to me in that corner because you're going to run into a brick wall over there at Wrigley. And in that game, Iowa was kind of like the most Iowa they've been all season long. For most of the game, they led 7 to nothing. Northwestern came back to tie it. 
this on the week that they told offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz, you're not going to be back next year, okay, because we don't have enough offense. So what do they do? They go out there and have no offense. Uh, by the way, they did use Cooper DeGene on offense. Did you see that? Yeah, he's either a great uh, punt returner and defensive back that gets all their interceptions. He's such a great athlete, makes things happen. They put him in on offense for a few plays. But um, a last-second field goal, 14 seconds to go, a 53-yarder by Drew Stevens wins the game for Iowa. Ladies and gentlemen, Iowa with no offense and all their injuries and all the complaints about how nobody likes them. They are seven and two, seven and two. How about your favorite football team? Would you like them to be seven and two? Unless you're one of the undefeateds, but uh, nevertheless, good job by the Iowa Hawkeyes to get that win. Heartbreaking loss for the Northwestern Wildcats, Wisconsin at Indiana. Tom Allen needed this one. He needed it. He, they had that good game. They lost to Penn state, but they played their best game of the year last week. Got a little uh, confidence in that and turned it into their first conference win of the season, upsetting Wisconsin 20 to 14. Brandon Sorsby threw for a touchdown, ran for another. The one he threw was to Donovan McCulley. Donovan, McC the pass was high in the end zone. Donovan McCulley, 6'5, former quarterback. They converted him to wide receiver. He's 6'5. He needed every inch of it to jump up and one hand that catch. In fact, he jumped up a half a second early. He was starting to come back down and was still able to make the catch. It's one of the amazing one-handed grabs of the year, kind of Odell Beckham-ish, if you will. And got the touchdown. And the Badgers, they lose in Bloomington for the first time since 2002. Of course, they're another one of those teams in that heated battle in the, the West standings in the Big Ten. And the Badgers, kind of like Maryland, they're going to have to wait yet another week to get over the hump and become bowl eligible and get that sixth win. Now, in all fairness to Wisconsin, they play without their starting quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, who, as you know, was hurt a few weeks ago. Uh, Chimiri DK, their wide receiver, he was out, and their top two running backs were out for this game, all out with injuries. So certainly a depleted Wisconsin Badgers team in this game. But nonetheless, IU will take the win, no doubt. Michigan State also got its first conference win. They took on a smoking red-hot Nebraska team. Um, so congrats to the Spartans for doing that. And... Kate Hauser threw a touchdown pass. Sam Levitt came in. He threw a touchdown pass. And two starters picked off Heinrich Harburg. Uh, uh, so they got two interceptions in this game. The Michigan uh, Michigan State beating Nebraska 20-17. to The Huskers had won five of six. So uh, um, hor just a horrible rough season for Michigan State with everything that those players have gone through and the Mel Tucker story. And it probably felt really good for them to get a win finally. So congratulations to... Michigan State doing that in front of the home fans, as a matter of fact. Uh, also, um, I want to uh, thank all of you who check us out. Whether you checked us out live over the weekend, a lot of you did. That was cool. Thank you. Or if you're a regular every day, or thank you for being that. Uh, asking you all to subscribe if you can. If you haven't down below, we're flying through the roof with the subscriptions. Crossed over 4,000 this week. So that was great. And you can do that. It's free. Just click it on and you're good to go. No other obligation. Costs you nothing and you're part of our Big Ten club. Share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten. Tell your friends about us. If they're Big Ten alum, we would really appreciate it. And don't forget, on Fridays, we also have our Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live show at 11 a.m. till noon. It's live, although you can catch it after the fact, too. I'm on that for a few minutes as well on this very Lockdown Big Ten YouTube channel. So 
I have made some observations from over the weekend, as I always do, and I put it together in our Big Ten Top Ten. I'll share that with you. Let's compare notes. I know you saw some great things, too. That's all coming up in a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, I've been in a position where I've had to hire people before. It's tough. It's tough. You don't want to make a mistake. It's kind of like a coach deciding, do you want to cut a player or put a player on a team? Same thing at the office. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you post a job and you have your purple hashtag hiring frame and the LinkedIn profile, it spreads the word to everybody that you're hiring. The word is out. That's the first part. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire because that is the purpose of all this. It's also why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. I told you, as we do uh, every Monday, we come out and we put out our Big Ten top 10. These are observations. This could be players, teams, uh, any sort of thing. And I just rank them one through 10. I'm going to put them on the video on the screen here. If you're not watching, if you're listening audio only, I will describe what they are and put them on the screen. And we start out number 10. Uh, Iowa's 10 7 win versus Northwestern at Wrigley Field. I thought the concept of Wrigley Field was cool. I thought Iowa winning a game 10 7 is cool. That's just what Iowa does. So we'll put that on there. And then now there's 7 and 2. And number 9. Indiana's Donovan and McCauley, that catch I just told you about. Very Odell Beckham Jr.-ish, uh, like with his touchdown grab for the Hoosiers in their first conference win of the year. At number eight, give a shout-out to Michigan State's defense. I told you about the two interceptions that they had against Nebraska, but they also had seven sacks, 12 tackles for loss, Six pass breakups and a fumble recovery. It was really a thing of beauty defensively for the Spartans. So congratulations to them. Speaking of defense, at number seven, we're going to give a shout-out to Penn State's defense. I uh, told you that they held Maryland to negative 49 yards rushing. That's amazing any day of the week, so you don't see that too often. At number six, going to put in uh, Michigan's Blake Corum, his three-touchdown performance Saturday night under the lights against the Purdue Boilermakers. He is just on a roll. I think that's 14, 15, that's 16 on the season. Just did some quick math for you there while we're doing this. At number five, Penn State quarterback Drew Aller, four touchdowns and no interceptions this weekend. At number four, Ohio State defensive back Jordan Hancock, who – had the 93-yard interception return for a touchdown. At number three on my top 10 observations over the weekend, Rutgers running back Kyle Manungai, 24 carries, 159 yards. Got to give him a shout-out for that. And at number two, Ohio State running back Travion Henderson. Of course, Ohio State played Rutgers, so a great matchup of running backs here. 
And Henderson, 22 carries, 128 yards and a touchdown. Also caught five balls for 80 yards. I mean, he's got to be. I know there's Marvin Harrison Jr., but when you talk about MVPs for this team, he's got to be in the conversation. But I don't want to take away from Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, They're both fantastic. Both fantastic. Absolutely. And at number one, Illinois quarterback John Paddock coming in the last couple minutes of the game and saving the day, the three-for-three pass completions, uh, 85 yards, game-winning touchdown, the fourth and 11 conversion, breaking Minnesota's heart. Just a uh, a wonderful, wonderful effort by him coming in cold. I think he's a Ball State transfer, if I'm not mistaken. So he got his chance, and uh, good job to him. So there you have it. Those are my Big Ten top ten. Feel free to comment uh, on Twitter at Talk Big Ten number ten or here on YouTube if you're watching on the video. Always look forward to those comments. Tons of comments from you guys over the weekend. I'm still mowing through them. Thank you very much. I always, always appreciate those. Very, very much. All right. Again, between Twitter, between YouTube, the website, talkbig10.com with the number 10. Check us out. Thanks for being part of the group. If you're not, subscribe down below. Just click it, and then you're done. It takes a half a second, and it doesn't cost anything, and you're part of our Big Ten Club. Feel free to follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Big Ten As soon as it becomes available each and every day, these get blasted out every morning, Monday through Friday, bright and early. And you can check them out, listen and watch wherever you are at any time throughout the day. Also want to invite you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. Have yourself a great day. Thank you again for checking us out. And I can't wait till we talk again next time. For Lockdown Big Ten, I'm Craig Scheman.